Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Joe Bull, CBP Fellows President. This podcast is the first in a series on the topic of generating a consistent flow of new patients into your office. Our guest today is CBP Fellow, Dr. Andy Barlow of Tupelo, Mississippi. Dr. Barlow graduated from Life Atlanta in the year 2000, and he shares a very nicely appointed 4,000 square foot office in Tupelo with two other CBP Fellows, Dr. Matt Mackey and Dr. Lee Rutherford. They market the clinic under the name of BMR Chiropractic. Now, last year, the clinic had 532 new patients with a total of 22,163 patient visits. The new patient and patient visit totals, however, for 2007 are far exceeding those of 2006. From January 1 until today, November 26, 2007, the clinic has had a total of 585 new patients with a total of 25,264 patient visits with still one month left to go. The 2007 annual clinic income is approaching the seven-figure mark with 70% being in the form of cash payments. Now, I sat in on a group report of findings at BMR Chiropractic and five of the six new patients present were there through direct referral by another patient. But obtaining the bulk of new patients through referral alone hasn't always been the case for BMR Chiropractic. Now, we join CBP fellow Dr. Andy Barlow. This segment is brought to you by Posture Co. Developers, the new X-ray digitizing software known as Posture Ray. For more information on Posture Ray, please browse to www.posturco.com. Okay, uh, Dr. Andy, what particular methods did you use in your first one to three years of practice? You know, to generate that consistent flow of new patients. Okay. The uh, uh, the first thing that I did right out of school is we started running we started running uh, ads in the paper, and uh, and then I went door to door. Really, door to door. Yeah, <laughs> made a commitment to uh, uh, Monday. At the time, we were open five days a week, uh, and I made a commitment on Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday to go to seventy five homes a day. Just basically knock on knock on doors, shake hands, and say I'm the new doctor in town. Just wanted to come out and meet you and say hi, and give them our business card. Uh, after a lot of a lot of doctors do surveys when when they do that. I you know I I've known of a number of doctors you know who have done that over the years you know really very successfully. You know they would have uh, basically just a little survey and also you know like you said a pass out a business card. Mm-hmm. Did you do something like that? Yeah, I mean that's exactly what it, I didn't really do the survey. I just uh, knocked on the door, shook the hands, mm-hmm. said hi, and. Uh, I, I mean, I did that for at least six months uh, when I got in practice. Fantastic, fantastic. Uh, it's just, uh, it, it's just having the courage to go up and say, "Hey, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm here." Uh, and if you have any questions, don't hesitate to call us. And then uh, I did that for about the first six months. Uh, after that, I started uh, moving from doing door to door to actually doing uh, community health talks. Where, really. And the easiest, uh, that's one of the easiest things to do because you can, every uh, fraternal organization in your town, uh, sorority, 
uh, Kiwanis Club, Rotary Club, I mean, you name it, uh, they're looking for speakers. And they're. Uh, How did you go about arranging those to be uh, set up? Actually, there were two ways. Number one is I had called uh, what Tupelo, we call it the Community Development Foundation. Every city may have a different name for it, but it's, it's all the same thing. They, uh, it's a place you can call and they will. They set up all the community activities, and I just called the Community Development Foundation and said I'd like a list, if you would fax it to me, of all the civic organizations in Tupelo. And I literally, uh, I think it was 64 civic organizations. Uh, it may have been more than that, but it was a lot. And they'll have the president's name, phone number, and you just call them and say you'd like to do a, a talk. And my talk was six keys to maximize your energy and minimize your stress. And I literally would get uh, the the next week after calling them. Some of them were ready to, for me to do a talk. The week I called, and some had to schedule two or three months out. Um, it, but there were literally times when I were doing three to four talks a week, and it just got to the point where I had to quit really marketing it that hard because it was just people wanted to talk. Churches, civic organizations, and uh, if you want to talk, it's a great. Uh, uh, it gives you, I mean, you have a great financial incentive because you can get a lot of patients from it, and two, you can go out and teach what chiropractic is. Now, that's another question that I have right there. Okay, when you go out and do a public talk like that, you know, to a civic club <coughs> or something of, of that nature, all right, you know, do you do it basically just, uh, you know, for community relations, just letting people get to know you, you know, in hopes that they come in, or do you give them an offer of some type when you do the talk? I, I do, and I give them an offer at the end, uh, because to me, all of it's great great information, but as I tell patients and when I do talks, it's, this can't be informational, it has to be transformational, because if we sit up here and do a talk and you learn all this information, but you never implement it, uh, your health is not going to improve by that. So, what I do when I, the way I close I call it a soft close because when you do civic organization type talks, they don't like you to hard sell them. So what I do is I just say uh, whoever the person was that invited me to the do the talk, uh, I just say I would uh, like to give anybody an opportunity who would like to see if they have these subluxations in their spine to come in and get their spine checked. And since Mr. Smith invited me here today, what I'm going to do is I'll give you an opportunity to come in and we will give you three free visits, visits to do an exam, x-ray, treatment, show you what's wrong with, with you and how we can help you. But we will only do that for the first two weeks uh, after today. And so it puts a limit on it and uh, so in that way you can have people come in, get their spine checked and if you uh, communicate to the patient properly, uh, at least, I mean 60% of them should do care. Uh, so that's why I don't have a problem when I do a community talk to do a, a three free visits because uh, you've already talked, the people have met you, they've shaken your hand, they know who you are. That fear of going to a doctor that they don't know has already been uh, eradicated because they know you, you've spoken to them. And so just try to make it an easement of patients coming in. All right. And, and plus, it's once again, civic organizations don't like to be hard sold. Mm -hmm. So it's it, this. This is, and, and I've done these talks numerous times. I've I've done over, I mean, hundreds hundreds of talks. I mean, I couldn't tell you how many talks I've done in the community, and I've never had anybody go. You you can't you can't do that anymore. When you come back next time, you can't you can't close sure. like that. That's good. Because people are looking. When you tell people that you're providing a free service, they're all about that. And I actually the way I 
turn it around. And I'll say, I want everybody to give Mr. Smith a round of applause for inviting us here and ha giving you the opportunity to come in for these free, visit free visits. And, I mean, you'll have everybody in there clapping for it. Fantastic. Now, as your practice began to develop, all right, you know, from let's say your first week in practice, uh, you know, up through your first three years, you know, what personal skills or attitudes uh, did you find most helpful in growing your new patient numbers? Uh, the thing that was most helpful uh, is learning that whatever your monthly income is, whatever you make a month, you need to reinvest 10% of that into your marketing. And I, I find that uh, a lot of doctors don't do that. They, they go out and do very little uh, marketing and expect just a drove of new patients to come in. And if you look at it, uh, Walmart, you, know, you can't turn the TV on without seeing Walmart advertise. Coca-Cola, Pepsi, and these are Fortune 500 companies that constantly advertise and get their product out there for you to buy from them. And if I don't care what kind of service you have, you may have exceptional service, but if people don't know who you are, they will not come to you. And so, so you would so you would say that at least ten percent of your income, or let's say, you know, if you if you really don't have the cash when you first start to, you know, put in large ads and newspapers and things like that, you know, at least is absolutely necessary to go out and give free public health talks like that. Do health talks. One thing I forgot to tell you too is that we, uh, you know, we did uh, spinal care classes. I'm, I'm sorry, uh, spinal screenings because it, it's. At the beginning, you don't have a lot of money and you've got a lot of time. And sure. Once you become uh, successful and you see a lot of patients, all of a sudden it becomes uh, more conducive to spend the money and let the, the money that you're marketing, like in the newspaper, uh, website, those kind of things, let that do the, the work for you. Because mm -hmm. I'd rather spend time with my family my on Saturdays as to go and do a, do a spinal screening. I'm, it's not beneath me to do that. It's just... A, uh, I'd rather spend the money to let something else do the marketing for me instead of me go out and do the do the screening. And so basically, once you get the ball rolling, don't rest on your laurels. Right, ne never. You, you you can never. Uh, you always have to to market, market, market. Uh, and and I I use this and I live by this. The best marketer is the one that wins. I don't care what the service is. It doesn't matter what the service is uh, or the product is. The person who markets their services the best are going to be the winners. And once a patient comes in the door, then you have to be able to communicate effectively what's wrong with the patient, how you're going to help them, how much is it going to cost, and that's exactly the plan that we use in this office. Fantastic. Uh, now, what you, you just mission planning, okay? You know, what particular methods or, or, or forms uh, you know do you use for planning? You know, for example, uh, you know, do you consistently use a new patient calendar now, or, or have you done that in the past? We have used a new patient calendar uh, as uh, it's kind of like uh, anything at the beginning. You need a template to say, you know, A, B, C. This is how we're going to do this. Uh, whether it be a new patient startup, uh, marketing, and I'm, I'm in charge of marketing in our office, and I've done it so long that I don't have it in writing anymore that this is what we're going to do. It's, but you sure did in the past. We did. We did. You have to because you need, you need to know what's working. And basically what we did, too, is we just kind of took a shotgun approach to everything and said, okay, we're going to do newspaper, we're going to do radio, we're going to do TV, and see what works. And in in our location, uh, newspaper works the best. 
unfortunate that you have to spend the money to figure out what works. But the good, <laughs> but the good news about it sure. is, is if you uh, market and then you find out what's working, then you can stop throwing all the money away on the things that don't work and focus on what does work and spend all of your money in that in that area. And and that's. Uh, did that did that answer that sure okay. sure did sure did yeah. <clears throat> now uh, you had mentioned new patient classes now uh, many doctors you know they uh, uh, have their patients come in you know they listen they, you know they're uh, you know invited uh, some doctors have it mandatory for new patients to attend new patient classes all right now <clears throat> and it, it seems like uh, you know they're not real consistent uh, a lot of the time in doing the new patient class you know uh, you know maybe do it for uh, you know a few months then they'll stop uh, for a few months then maybe start again that sort of thing and I think really the main reason behind that is because you know they're uh, you know they're they're purely designed for informational all right now how do you uh, use the new patient class to generate additional new patients okay I well, to start with uh, if on the new patient class. We have a new patient class uh, every Tuesday night. It's called our health class. It's a 45-minute health class. Every new patient is required to come to that health class within two weeks of starting on the care. We don't accept them for care if they don't come to the class. That's just that's the way it is in our office. Now, it's and I know some people who may be listening to this may say, well, it's great to do that when you're seeing 600 a week. Well, we were doing that when we were seeing 100 a week. So we didn't change that part. So. Um, what doctors need to do is they have to make it mandatory for patients to come to the class. If you're providing wellness care that is so foreign to what people are used to getting, they're, they're used to getting disease care, and if you are a health care professional, a true health care professional, you must give a health class. Now, if a, a new doctor has uh, a slow practice, then you need to have a health class once every two weeks. So all of the new patients that come in on your second, fourth week on a Tuesday night, they need to come in and, and all of your new patients are going to come to that class. Uh, but even at the beginning, if, if I had one patient, I mean, because that's the way it starts, it starts with one patient, and if it was just one patient at the class, that's exactly what we had. We had one patient at that class, and if you get tired of one patient being there, then you will do something about it, and you'll go out and start marketing, and uh, you will start asking for uh, referrals, and and the easiest way I know to answer the referral, asking patients for a referral is, uh, I've had patients before ask me that it's like you guys are just not bashful about asking for referrals. And the best answer I know for this is uh, as long as they're suffer suffering in humanity, I will continue to ask you for referrals. And you'll have people say, well, I've never even thought about it like that. And it's about helping your community. And if you know how to close a class, you can actually generate uh, you can actually generate new patients from your clothes, but you must have a proper clothes uh, and uh, I always... Uh, How would you go about doing that? Okay. Uh, at the end of the close, I just basically ask... I'll just go through the whole thing with you. you want me to, sure, absolutely. Take three minutes. Absolutely. Um, I ask... Uh, I get finished with uh, the talk, and I ask, uh, can I see a show of hands of everyone in here who learned something tonight? And, of course, everybody raises their hand. And I say, uh, I'll just pick one person out of the audience and say, uh, Mr. Smith, if uh, you and your wife were on a Caribbean cruise and uh, uh, you just learned so much information tonight, you just said, heck, we're just going to go celebrate. And you go on a uh, Caribbean cruise and you hear an alarm go off and you notice that this man overboard. And you literally, I mean, you see this guy uh, that has fallen overboard and he is literally just fighting for his life to keep his head above water. 
uh, would you, if you saw that person drowning, would you throw that person a lifeline if you knew that it wouldn't uh, cause any harm for you or your family? Would you do that? Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> see, everybody would. And see, that's that's why no matter who you ask, uh, people will go, sure, I would do everything in my power to save this person's life if I knew it wasn't going to harm me or my family. And I say, well, see, there's a person that you know that you go to church with, a family member, a co-worker, that is literally drowning in this disease industry that we have. Some people call it health industry, but it's actually a disease industry, as we learned from the night's class. And this person is literally just fighting for his life. And... What we're going to do is, you're actually going to throw that personal lifeline, and what you're going to do is, at the bottom of our sheet of paper earlier in the class, I asked you to write your name down, and then right beside your name, you're going to put that person's name and their phone number, and you're going to call them tonight, and you're going to say, I learned some phenomenal, incredible information about health and wellness, and I think this doctor can help you. I think this doctor can save your life, and you're not going to have to suffer like you've been suffering for the last X number of years. To that one person that you know, I want you to put your name down and their phone number. You're going to call them tonight and tell them that tomorrow night at 5.30 I'm going to call them. And I'm going to help you throw that lifeline to them. And this is what we're going to do. We're going to give them three free visits. We're going to do an examination, x-ray. We're going to, they're going to come back in, do a report. We're going to give them an adjustment. They're going to come back in. We're going to go over their finances and their care plan. <coughs> and we're just basically just going to put all that information on the patient and say, hey, this is what's wrong with you. This is how we can help you. Now, you only provide that to the people who come to the healthcare class, and not the general public. Right. That, that, as, as of, the only time that I do the three free visits as of right now, that's subject to change. Uh, one thing that you have to be to be successful is you have to be ready to change on a moment's notice, uh, in my opinion. Uh, is Right now, uh, the only people that we give the three free visits to is when I do outside talks and when I do uh, inside talks to my patient, which is every... Uh, uh, every Tuesday night uh, for my inside talks. But uh, like tonight, today is Tuesday. Uh, I have uh, about 14 people signed up for the class tonight. Fantastic. And, and if I'm not, uh, I, I would be completely shocked if seven of the 14 does not give me names or leads. Out of the seven, three people should set appointments this week or next week to come in. So basically that's just three free visits that... I mean, that's just, that's, that's gravy. That's what we call I mean, because you did absolutely nothing financially to generate that income. And it's, I don't know what the return investment is on that, but I did a talk, a 45-minute talk, and I'm going to end up, I know tonight I'll get three patients, three new patients from this. Well, your case fee is approximately how much per patient? $3,000. Times three. So 45 minutes for $9,000. That's a pretty good return on investment. I Not think. too shabby. All right. But if, if I may, you, you have to to be willing to do the class because uh, if, if you were to talk... And to, not just the class, but the, the clothes. The clothes, the clothes. Because, once again, if, if it's just informational, you are not going. You may not get a huge percentage of people that will actually write, write their name down. Uh, if, uh, if it becomes transformational, and two, this is hugely important, this information that the doctor is teaching, preaching, teaching, whatever you want to call it, you have to live this lifestyle. You know, if uh, like one of the parts on the class is if you're drinking sodas, you've got to quit drinking sodas because it's very toxic to the human body. But if you're out drinking sodas, you know, uh, it's, it's patients have to understand that you're living the lifestyle and you're ready to teach them how to get their health to the next level. And uh, so it's not being afraid to ask for referrals. And then on top of that, you have to call the, the prospect and see that's the and I kind of came up with that on my own just from trial and error. Uh, is that the key thing is if you get the patient to uh, give you the phone number 
and give you the name, they already know this person has health issues. And that the patient is actually going to call the prospect and say, you you know you got to listen to this doctor when he calls you tomorrow night. You call them, and literally you don't have to do anything but the phone call once you get good at doing that. And the patient's like, I'm ready to come in and get jacked. How long did it take you to really get good at doing the phone call when you'd get these names from your patients? Uh, if you do it, uh, it won't take. It'll probably take you three weeks if you actually do it. Really? <laughs> because you will learn very quickly what to say and what not. To, it's almost like a trial by fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, you will learn what to say and what not to say. And the key is not to keep the patient on the phone forever. Sure. Literally, I mean, I'm on the phone maximum uh, two minutes. There's not much to say if the patient will call the prospect. You call them, and they're like, yeah, you know, my brother called me last night and said you were going to be calling, and I'm ready to get an appointment set. Now, you do those calls personally. You don't have a CA do those or uh, a hired hand uh, from it's, an outside agency or something like that do that. Do I, I, don't, I don't hire anybody to do it because and this is just the way I look at it is nobody's going to be able to do it with the passion that, that I have. And the doctor has to be the one, in my opinion, to, to call because they need to know that no doctor has ever called anybody before in, in that such a situation. And you just let them know that you're here to help. This is what we're going to do. And uh, if you would like, I can role play with you through the, the phone call when I actually call the patient. Sure. Okay. Let's do that. Then I would uh, call the patient. Uh, first thing that you must do so that they know that you're not some kind of cold caller or whatever, you must introduce yourself first. So, uh, if I was Joe, if I were calling you, I would uh, call you. You pick up the phone, and I would say, "Hi, this is Doctor uh, Barlow with BMR Chiropractic," and I was calling to uh, speak to Joe. And so, this is he. Hey, Joe. Uh, the reason I was calling you tonight is because uh, Mr. Don Smith uh, had come to a phenomenal health class last night, and he said that that information had changed him so much that he knew that you were suffering with some health issues that we should be able to help you with. Yeah, you told me about it. Yeah, and uh, with, uh, everything that I'm going to go over with you today will be confidential. What kind of health issues concern you the most? Well, I've been having a lot of trouble with my lower back. Okay. Well, we have a phenomenal success with patients who have low back pain. And what I would like to do, since uh, Mr. Smith had referred you or called you and said, uh, asked me to call you, what I'll do is I'll do three free visits for you, and we'll do that at our expense. That's the only catch free. to this. Free visits. Now, the catch to this is from this standpoint is that we do see a large volume of patients in this office and everybody else that's going to be coming in is going to be paying for their care but since Mr. Smith had uh, asked me to call you what I will do is I'll do the three visits, three free visits on our expense we'll do an exam, take x-rays, go over exactly what's wrong with you and how we can help you now if that is something that you're interested in I'll be more than happy to uh, send you up front to Sandy and she'll set an appointment is that something you'd be interested in? Sure. And that's that's literally how, I don't know how long that took, but I'm sure it didn't take much more than two minutes. And you're uh, and I've actually had one lady uh, that was referred in. Uh, all she had was stomach issues, and her daughter had actually referred her in. And uh, uh, I called her up, and she said, "I'm you know my, uh, I've got gastric reflux. I can't you know nobody seems to know what's wrong with me." And I just went over with her on the phone about how the brain controls every function in your body, sends a neural impulse down to your stomach. If you've got interference between that connection, your stomach's not going to work right. Went through the same situation, and she said, appointment. she's a patient to this day. And Fantastic. So it's just you have to have the courage, I guess you could say, to call. But one thing, too, is it goes back 
to your mission and your purpose. Sure. If it, it, and this is one way to tell if you're involved and engulfed with yourself or with the community because I don't make those phone calls for me. I make those phone calls for the community. I make it for chiropractic. And uh, and it kind of eases the burden at the beginning because everybody that's listening to this will be nervous making the first the probably the first three or four weekly phone calls. But now, like tomorrow night, is is the learning is in the doing. And once you do it, you just five thirty Wednesday night, it's time to make the phone calls. And uh, it's uh, it, once it becomes part of you, you don't make anything about it anymore because I'm here to serve the community. I'm here to help that patient. And uh, if if you keep kind of getting wrapped up in yourself, you're like nervous. You don't want to call. Why do I need to call? And so maybe that'll help other doctors. Just if you don't do it for yourself, do it for your community. Do it for chiropractic. Do it for the patient. Take yourself completely out of the equation. You're here to help that person. Absolutely. Now, uh, <clears throat> you know, we've talked a little bit about uh, uh, referrals. All right. Now, you know, this particular method from the uh, the spinal care class. You know, calling up. Uh, uh, you know, people that are uh, friends and relatives, uh, maybe co-workers, you know, some of your current patients, that sort of thing. But uh, your patients who, uh, you know, are coming in for regular care, all right, how do you go about, uh, you know, asking for referrals? I mean, do you have like a, a planned strategy? Uh, you know, I know of some doctors who, uh, you know, maybe during, uh, you know, a morning huddle with their staff, something like that, it's like we're going to focus on these three particular patients today. Uh, you know, just uh, you know, encouraging them and maybe asking them for a referral. You know, how how do you go about asking for referrals in your office? This this is exactly how we uh, do it. We have a. Uh, if anybody on that's listening to this would like to see our card, I'll be more than happy to fax it to you. We have a little business card that uh, has a free exam and X-ray and. Uh, one thing is uh, our patients know that we constantly will be asking for referrals uh, and I'll have a patient that will actually come up to me and say uh, my cousin is having some uh, back problems, neck pain, headaches, whatever the uh, the symptom is and it's uh, do you have one of those free cards I can give them. So it's, it's the ease of a patient coming in. Uh, also uh, what we do is we have a To Your Health magazine. Now every chiropractor listening to this should be uh, able to get this magazine because it comes through a monthly one of the chiropractic newsletters actually sends those out. Or do you get one of those? Uh, no. Okay. Not I'll have to look it up. I can get the phone number. But it is a 100% um, chiropractic magazine. It's called To Your Health. Uh, and it, I think it those things cost about 75 cents a piece if you buy them in bulk. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, we put a patient of the month in there. If you're not doing testimonials, I highly recommend that you start doing testimonials. Every patient needs to do testimonials. When you take the post x-ray, that's a great time to say, you know, I want you to write a testimonial. And I have basically, I think it's six steps that they, kind of a template that they can follow. And I tell them don't spend more than 15 minutes on it. They write it out and then we type it up. So everybody needs to do testimonials. You can see here just in this report sure. room we have three testimonial books in here. Uh, and the To Your Health magazine, it comes out once a month. That's that's our in-office, what we call our anchor campaign. And the reason we call it an anchor is something that you do every single month. No matter how good things get or how bad things get, every single month these anchor campaigns are going out. So uh, it's To Your Health magazine. It's filled with chiropractic information. Uh, we give a uh, new patient testimonial out, and then we have on that a free exam and x-ray card for anybody that they know that needs to get their spine checked. So th you send those to your current patient list, but maybe not the general public? No, or? actually what we do is those are people that are 
active that's in that's in home maintenance care when they walk in the door uh, uh, like next week we should get our new uh, uh, to your health magazine and then our staff knows what to do patient of the month goes in the in, in there uh, we they, they put a little sticky on the outside that says BMR chiropractic 844-1414 is our phone number and then it'll be a uh, free exam and x-ray card on there and we put a little uh, pen that says BMR chiropractic so it's a writing pen and you can get that from nationalpen.com and you can uh, I think the pen is not even 30 cents so basically you have a, a whole dollar one dollar wrapped up into that whole marketing campaign mm-hmm. uh, and it's, it has a huge return on your investment because it's an easy way to ask for referrals and then the patient is getting something in return so you're asking for something and the patient gets a magazine from it all right so now <coughs> um Many, 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 many doctors, uh, you know, I would say, you know, are maybe somewhat introverted, you know, not the, uh, uh, you know, the glowing extrovert like you are, but, uh, <clears throat> you know, and they may find it somewhat, uh, uh, you know, uh, difficult to, let's say, uh, blow the horn for chiropractic themselves. Uh, and really, uh, you know, a good staff member, you know, is very capable of generating plenary referrals. How do you go about, you know, uh, keeping your staff enthusiastic and excited, you know, about generating new patient referrals? Uh, well, number one is, uh, and really just telling, you know, others about chiropractic. Uh, it's uh, basically educating your pa- your uh, staff, just like they were a new patient. So every time we get a new. Uh, staff member, they have to start up just like a new patient. They have to come to the class. Uh, they go to all of our seminars that we go to, not necessarily biophysics, but uh, uh, to our practice building seminars that we have. Uh, and if a person was an introvert and they just had a difficult time doing the class, then you're going to have to teach the staff member, uh, a staff member, to do the class, but you're also going to have to pay them for it. I mean, I, we give our staff members, they get bonuses, uh, and because uh, I, I hear doc- doctors call me all the time. It's like, well, I'm paying this person ten bucks an hour, and I want to get to this level, uh, but this staff member is not interested in getting that level with me. Well, one thing is, you're either going to have to fire them, or you're going to have to give them a raise. And if they're worth, if they're worth keeping, then you're going to have to give them a raise because, or a bonus, because why? If you're seeing a hundred a week and you want to get to three fifty a week, where's the incentive for that? staff member to want to, why exactly. do they want to work three times harder for the same money? Mm-hmm. Would you work three times harder for the same money? I don't think so. So, But yet you're asking the staff to do the same thing. So uh, did you want me to go over So you have bonus? a bonus system yeah. in place? Now what we do with our bonus system, and the number, is you can work it any way you want to, but what we do in our office is uh, when we get to $45,000 a month, our office gets a $100 bonus. So, and then for every five thousand dollar increments on that, they get a hundred dollar bonus on top of that. So, so basically, they know that the the starting on the bonus is forty five thousand. Now, if it's a single doctor, it might be you just have to people have to decide on their own what it is. But uh, uh, you know, when your staff members are making seven, eight, nine, uh, hundred, a thousand dollar bonus a month, I mean, they're lifers. They're there to work for you. They want to see more patients. They want to get people in the door because uh, that's a financial incentive. For them, and because they know the harder they work, the more money they're going to make, and the more patients the office sees, the more money they're going to make. So that makes sure that when a patient calls in uh, to set an appointment, that they're doing their job as a professional. If you expect that, you know, if you that's what I don't understand about a lot of doctors, they want to hire somebody at seven dollars an hour, but they want this exceptional individual, and it's just not going to happen. Uh, 
So if you have an exceptional person, you better pay them an exceptional salary or they're not going to stick around with you very long. And I consider it to be an investment because uh, like our front desk, Sandy, I mean, she is a chiropractic warrior. And when patients, uh, new patients call in, uh, they're expecting them to, to come in, expecting them to bring their family in, expecting to be under care. And it's just, um, it's her wanting to help people as much as we do. Now, she can't help people in adjustments, but she knows that the way she conducts herself on the phone and the way she presents herself when the patient comes in, that's going to be a determining factor to whether people do care or not. And when we do an office tour, they're, they're doing it on the money because they know that this office tour is critical to this patient choosing care. So, uh, and so basically, any time a uh, new patient, uh, you know, whether they've started care or not, they get a complete tour of the clinic when they first exactly. come in. Exactly, and uh, and that's uh, that's just that's the way we do it because it's uh, to me it puts patients at ease. This is what we're doing, and and that's the way the staff can toot you know your horn without you doing it they can tell you tell, they can tell the patient how great this office is and how wonderful it is and how great the doctors are and it's one thing for another person our staff to tell the patient that but then it's another thing if I go around telling somebody how wonderful I am you know it's just mm -hmm. it's just not the same thing sure. so, uh, and uh, and then we have three CAs and all of them uh, they all know how to do the office tour they I mean they they uh, and it's just critical that they, they do that. They need to know that our CAs know that when they do the office tour, it needs to be made up in that person's mind that I'm doing care. That they're in the right place. Right, exactly. Absolutely. And so that and, and see that's that's how the referral, you know, actually starts. And one of the key things that we ask when a patient calls in, we just point blank ask them. When they call in to set up set an appointment, we ask them, Is this for you or your entire family? And they sometimes they'll say well, I never even thought about that. Yeah, let me check, get my whole family check. Most of the time they don't, but see, so by the time people come to the class, they're already used to us saying, you need to get people checked. Uh, one of our office policies too, which is huge, uh, we have patients sign an office policy so that we're all singing on the same page is what I call it, and every patient that comes into the office, they know that within the first two weeks of them starting under care, that it is our office policy to start any family member up at our expense. So, uh, to me, I just don't have a problem with that. So I know that if this person does care, uh, that's going to generate three thousand dollars of income into the into the, to the office. So why why would I want to impede that by you know charging somebody a hundred two hundred dollars and that they, that might keep them from coming in? And when I know that I'm going to get three thousand dollars and that person's going to get their life back. Sure. Uh, so so that that's one of the things that that you are. Uh uh, you know, very consistently do is you keep that that financial threshold of them just getting here and getting examined to find out the root cause of their right. problem. You know, before they begin care. Mm -hmm. And uh, but once again, we that is not something that we advertise in the community. It's not something where I'm not saying that we're not a, that we're opposed to that. We just don't do that yet. And uh, we just do that for family. And then when people. Uh, Come in for the class. We did the same thing, you know, free exam, free X-ray, free adjustment. You can call it free, call it complimentary. I, I usually call it complimentary. It's what I'm going to call it uh, at our expense uh, because you know our purpose is to maximize the health of our community. And if that's your purpose, then you you don't have a problem doing that. You don't have a problem people coming in and saying, "I'd like to get a checkup." And uh, and if you are able to communicate properly, the majority of these people are going to do care. 
Fantastic. Well, Dr. Barlow, thank you very much. And you. Uh, you have an absolutely gorgeous clinic here in Tupelo. Well, thank you. And uh, I'm sure there's open invitation for uh, you know people to uh, maybe give you a call or uh, send we, you an email. We have doctors that uh, and students that come to, to our office uh, quite often. Our uh, patients are not surprised when patient, when doctors do come in or students come in. So uh, if you want to call and set up a time to come in, I can give you my phone number, and that's uh, 662-844-1414. And by all means, don't hesitate to call us because we would be more than happy for any doctors or students to come in and check out our office. All right. Everybody, that was Dr. Andy Barlow of Tupelo, Mississippi. Have a great day. Receive regular CBP research updates as well as seminar happenings and other chiropractic news by subscribing now to the CBP email newsletter right on the homepage at www.idealspine.com. Doctors, I'm sure that you enjoyed my conversation with Dr. Barlow. Now that it's getting close to the end of 2007, it's time to begin making plans for a more financially prosperous new year in 2008. Take the time to download the items attached to this podcast and use them to generate additional new patients and income for your clinic. In the meantime, this has been Dr. Joe Bowles, CBP Fellows President. Have a great day and Merry Christmas. podcast is brought to you by Posture Code, developers of the Posture Screen and Posture Ray software suites. For more information, browse to www.posturecode.com.